You are listening to Takedowns to Breakdowns. Sure. In that case, on why he did it. Let's I, hear it. Okay, so... Let's hear it. Let's go. We're going. I mean, I'm sure a lot of people are familiar by now. Um, with Conor with, McGregor's retirement tweet. Well, even leading up to that, right? Like the recent arrest for the quote-unquote theft thing. and Oh, the guy's phone the that phone, he smashed yeah. after like a, leaving the club at four in the morning. So... You know, knowing Connor, I mean, whether the guy wins or loses, no matter what his personality is like, he's um, him and John Jones are always put on high pedestals, right? So there's no way. Well, define that. What do you mean? Okay, high pedestal so like, behavior. So it, to to Dana White was what I was going to say. Okay, I keep going. So there's no way this was a forced retirement. I truly believe that this was just Connor's decision. Um, the, and here's the way I see it as a father myself. It, um, you know, he has two kids now. He just recently had another baby. Yes. Baby number two. Yeah. So, you know what? His whiskey business is skyrocketing right now. He's an, I mean, he's an entrepreneur. He's got a family. He's, he's definitely a, a, a great dad for sure. Um, and I just think, I, I think that's what was going on in the back of his head. You know, he's got more money than anyone else needs. He could retire in 10 to 12 lifetimes with the money he has. He doesn't have anything to prove. You know, I think the best, uh, and I kind of agree with this. I think he doesn't need more money. Just settle down with your family, run your business, stay out of trouble. So I wanted to counter by saying, so you believe him and you think he's serious? Uh, you think he's retired? I mean, you think he's, he's, he's settled? He's definitely retired. Okay, well. Ah. Mm. So did, do you think he's, so yeah, let's so, ask so, that uh, question. Is, he re, is this a serious retirement or is this him with the negotiation tactic? Because from what I've been reading, what I've heard is that because the UFC has now explicitly put their pay-per-views onto ESPN Plus, the, the ESPN streaming platform, mm-hmm. because of that and leaving the traditional pay-per-view market, that makes it better for ES, for uh, UFC to keep money in their pockets and not have to have as big of a share. Well, just a, they just have a bigger cut of the pay-per-view in general now that it's okay. going through a... a like a, a deal they already have. Okay. But this impacts the fighters by having a less cut because it's not the same pay-per-view like deal originally set. So okay. they have a lesser cut. So they lose pay-per-view points. So because of that, I guess what I heard is Conor McGregor was saying, no, I'm not signing a new deal for new pay-per-view points. That's not the contract I signed. You give me my pay-per-view points when I headline a card because I'm not going to co-main anything. I'm headlining only and I'm getting my full pay-per-view points. And the UFC said, fuck you, we're not doing that. And Connor said, I'm out. Retired. Goodbye. Hmm. I just think it's a weird coincidence. Like soon after that, the whole theft incident thing, all of a sudden he's retiring. I just, in my head, see, I didn't read up on that, what, what you were just uh, describing, but when see, I when I had read it initially in the beginning when he first tweeted that, I was like, okay, maybe he realizes, you know, he's got two kids now. But he's, then, he, maybe he realizes but now then, he's being stupid. But then why is he still training? 
Why is he still sparring boxers in Cuba and going for well, runs? GSP's and, retired and he's still training, right? I mean, the guy's a martial but, artist. Uh, true, but we but GSP is training in the sense that like Connor still looks like he's prepping up for a fight camp. But mm. also, don't forget, Faraz said GSP will come out of retirement for the right fight. Actually, so GSP knows that he's going to come back out. I think he uh, said he will come out of retirement for a Conor McGregor fight. So, exactly. So you think that's what Conor's doing? It, this is no. I don't think Conor cares about fighting GSP. Well, just in general, like this is retirement until the right yes opportunity. That's what okay. I, that's what I'm saying. That's why I was like, do you think he's actually retired? I don't think he's actually retired. I think he's. I'm on sabbatical until it's time to come back, but I don't think that's good for a guy like him. Like watching him fight Khabib after a two year layoff from MMA was, he looked so green. He was rushed. Yeah. He was stepping a lot. He had no good feints. He wasn't relaxed and composed. Like remember seeing him versus Eddie Alvarez. Oh yeah. And he's just like, he's almost looking down on him. Just like, okay, come on, come on. All right. All right. Like very relaxed head movement, upper Mm -hmm. body movement, very fluid with the steps, hands behind the back putting his chin out, pulling away and slipping, coming mm. right back with a one-two. Like, that, th- that's the Connor we all want. That's the Connor that I'm yeah. used to seeing. Not seeing this guy who's, like, within clinch grapple distance of the best, one of the best wrestlers, if not the best, like, pressure wrestler in the UFC. It's just, I, I, that fight still aggravates me with how he fought it. Yeah. Which he came out afterwards and said he regrets. Like, I didn't fight the way I should have fought and... All that other shit. You know, I, I also think it, a lot of it has to do with him just taking a mental break, not even necessarily physical. I mean, think about it. He, the guy lost, what, the last two or three matches, one of them being the Mayweather thing, if you want to count that. In the past four fights, he lost to Nate Diaz, beat Nate Diaz, beat Eddie Alvarez, lost to Floyd Mayweather, Floyd Mayweather lost to uh, Khabib. So in the last five fights, he's only won two. Yeah, I, I I don't know. Well, this brings up a point I want to talk to you because we've been MMA fans and we're also martial artists. When do you think it's time to hang it up? Yeah, that's that's like, the question. So there, right? There's two different there's two different sets, uh, um, there's two different perspectives of this, right? There's when do you stop training as a martial artist, and the answer is probably from most purists, you never stop training, which I get. So let's let's articulate it a little bit more specifically. When is the time you stop going hard? You stop yeah. going full waza versus yeah. you stop your career. And I say that as somebody who has who has slowed down training and I'm as my shoulder cracks, <laughs> I'm 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 grateful for it. I was at first lost and then I was then I was kind of relieved and then I was anxious and now I'm just thankful for it. Surprisingly, where it's kind of just it's nice to be away from the violence. It's nice to, especially from our dojo, it, it was nice. To, it's nice to kind of like be almost at peace with the current state of mind with where I am compared to putting myself into the fires. You know what I mean? Like, and it's yeah. not like I'm saying I never want to do it again, but if you asked me, do you want to commit to a school again? I, I would kind of just hesitate. I wouldn't be, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where is it? Like, what kind is it? Uh, my immediate reaction is, mm. I, I, I don't really well, have... Well, especially for as long as you were doing it, too. Like, what? How, how many years now? Five, six... No. 2011? 2012? I did it for, like, six years straight. Yeah. I started and just didn't stop. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Which I don't know if that's long or not. I, I don't know if that's standard. I don't know if it's. I uh, see. For me, time is. It's. It. It just depends on the person. Some people understand the art better than others. But, but what's so the they, But what's the standard? Here's a better question. What's the standard for a martial artist to, to train? Do you pick it up and you never stop until you die? Do you pick it up and do you stop and then you go back to it after an injury and then all that? So like, like what do you like? What do you do? Do you know what I mean? Do you just go at it forever? I understand that traditional martial artists would say yes of course but the reality of the situation is that not everybody does that exactly yeah of course (laughs) if anything rarely do people do that you know yeah rarely do people stay with it consecutively for 20 plus years yeah i mean so okay so let's say like a a retired football player right and at this point let's say they've been retired for 20 years now Okay. Just because they don't play the game anymore, does that mean they don't still have a passion for it or they stop watching the game, going change, to games? It doesn't change the passion, but does it change the fact of you are a capable football them player? Physically. Yes. Yeah, yeah, of okay. course. Of course. Yeah. Of course. I mean... Like, do I think I'm a capable... Maybe they martial- toss the ball around every now and then. So I guess the way I would say it is maybe they would... They have like a 100-pound bag up in their garage and they hit it once in a while, you know? Maybe not as fast as they used to. You know, but they'll they'll throw in a few punches, do a couple drills, you know, nothing hardcore, but enough to get the blood flowing. So somebody who is a great example of this to me is Joe Rogan. So Joe Rogan was a Taekwondo black belt, picked mm-hmm. up uh, boxing, kickboxing and all that other stuff, Muay Thai. And then he fell into BJJ, got his black belt. Um, he got injured. So he hasn't been doing it consecutively. He had a he had to get a disc repair in his back and his spine. He was off the mat for months, and I remember him talking about this. And now he's back to training, but he he's not like oh every every Wednesday Friday I have to go to class. For him, it's just no. I went on Saturday morning because I wanted to, and then I'll go in like two weeks. Then like it's almost like he just dabbles in it. Yeah, and, I mean he does drills in his, in his studio. He has his own. He's very adamant about keeping up with his Taekwondo. He works on his kicks all the time. He punches the bag. He does Muay Thai work a lot. So he definitely uses that. But I think it's because he looks at it as conditioning more so than I'm doing my katas and from what I'm doing the Y crew from fucking Muay Thai. Like, I think it's more of he's conditioning and he likes the conditioning aspect yeah, of striking. Yeah. I don't think it's. Oh, I'm maintaining my form for my katas. Mm. Uh, and I'm not trying to take anything away from Rogan in this aspect. I think he's still a martial artist. I still think he's a very high-level martial artist. But that's what I mean. It's not like he's still going to class for the past 30 years nonstop twice a week. Or, you know, like, he, his pattern has changed. But he's still yeah. defined as a martial artist because of this. Because right. not just of his passion, but because of how he keeps up with it. He stretches all the time. He goes to hot yoga. He, he, keeps, himself, he keeps himself in a performance capable shape. He works on the bag. He does striking work. He still mm-hmm. goes to, he still does do jujitsu classes. I know he was talking about doing, he's, I think he's been doing uh courses with John Jacques Machado back in the gi. Like, Oh wow. Yeah. So it's like, he's, he still trains, but it's different. Yeah. You know, it's different. Um, yeah. Like, like, sorry, I went off on a tangent. Yeah. I mean, and then we can go back to the original question of when you think it's time to, <laughs> like, how do you call that off as yeah. a retirement or when you stop? So, again, in McGregor's situation, I mean, my mindset, um, when, like, again, when I first saw that tweet, I, I automatically assumed family. That, like, that was the first thing that came to mind was family. Then I started thinking, 
the amount of money this guy already has, you know what? Him and his family are all set. This guy's an entrepreneur. Again, his whiskey's booming. I mean, what else does he have to, to prove? You know, and I, the way I took it, and I, I just thought, I still think it's a coincidence. Like, after the arrest, soon after, now he's retiring. I just think maybe he just didn't want to deal with, maybe he didn't want to, although he liked to be portrayed as the bad guy or whatever, the guy who made a scene, maybe he was just sick of it. Could it be possible that's, you know, I don't know. I, I don't so, know so the guy. You're but taking his retirement in earnest. You're taking it in earnest. You're taking it as somebody who openly. I want like, to. I'm done. You I want, want to. You want him to retire. I, well, no, no, no. I don't want him to. Like, I, that's what I want to think. But then you told me the situation afterwards the or like. points and all that yeah, other shit. Yeah. <laughs> so now it's like, oh, well, okay. I could totally see Connor doing that. Connor could easily make another few million coming back for yeah, a fight. But I, I also think, you know, it's 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 just a mental thing. I think he just needs a, a vacation for his mental health. I think he's been on vacation for quite some time. But from the fight game, but he's been doing that, business. That, well, that's the he thing has in his general. August McGregor, his August McGregor line as well. Do you know about that? He has a high-end uh, suit. Quote, suit line coming out called August McGregor. No shit. Yep. It's a partnership with David August. Okay. So Conor McGregor and David. Remember when McGregor was first coming up and he always had a tailored suit? Yeah. What, or like he had the custom one. It said like, fuck, fuck you, you or something. Yeah. Pinstripe. All yeah. of his suits have been made by a David August, who's like a okay. high-end uh, fashion suit maker. Now he has his own line. Suit tailor. Or they and collabed or they something. They collabed yeah. and now he has his own clothing line with that. He has his proper 12 whiskey. He has McGregor Promotions, Fight Promotions, which partners with fighters within Ireland. There you go. Um, he's he, No, he's doing... He's doing fine. Yeah. Um, no, he's very. He's just. Here's the thing, though. He's Floyd Mayweather of MMA. He's a businessman. Yeah. He's a business. This yeah. was a. This is a. It's almost always a business move. This because he knows what his worth is. He knows what his public figure worth is. It's a business move. He's doing something with this. I'm just excited to see what it is. Mm. But to go back to the original point of where we went off of retirement, I think martial artists or professional fighters should stop fighting probably I want to say three years before they probably should. Do you know what I mean? Uh, meaning- so for example, Lyoto Machida, in my opinion, should have retired. Okay. I think Shogun Hua should have retired. So you're, you're coming from a sport point of view yes then. okay i'm i'm thinking of a when you start seeing not only damage but you start seeing reaction time slow down you start seeing they can't keep like bj penn should have stayed retired oh for sure bj like yeah. that's a perfect example yeah it's just i don't think ronda rousey was close to her actual retirement i think ronda rousey could have kept it up but i think the pressure cooker of being ronda rousey is what forced her out more so than yes. Yeah, yeah, I think with her it was mental for yeah, sure. Yeah, because she had the physical. She was in the best shape ever when she came oh, in. She fuck was yeah. fucking monster. Yeah, I think that if she just switched to a fight camp, you'd have been and not you know this boxing gym. I think you would have seen a crazy difference in her mm. in her career path. Um, like I just think that there's people who once you start seeing that decline, then it's time. You know, um, I think. I, I think it's uh, it sucks to say, but 
there's a lot of guys that are on that edge, on that edge of, of being too, in my opinion, you're on the end of your, of your, of the top of your curve. Mm-hmm. And now it's going down. Uh, don't get me wrong. I said that about Anthony Pettis. I've said that about Jose Aldo. I've said that about Cowboy Cerrone and Pettis and Cerrone have both proven me wrong. Although I still think, I still think they're on the decline. I don't think they're on the up and up. I still think they're kind of on the, de- even though there. I know Pettis just knocked out Steven Wonderboy Thompson with the Superman hook off the cage. I know, I know. Um, but look what Pettis is doing to keep his career alive and pumping and give him ability. He moved up a weight class. So he didn't have to cut as much. Yeah. Like, He's doing it smart, at least. I think uh, Frankie Edgar, we got to see how he comes back in the next two fights. Mm. But I think Frankie's getting close to that point where it's like you need to start thinking about retirement, man. You've been in wars, you know? You Like Aldo's on that point already where it's, like, it's just it's not that you don't have it anymore, man. It's just is it worth it? Yeah. That's kind of my point. Is it worth the next three years of wars on your body and your brain? Right. Or is it smarter to just say no? That's what I'm saying. Yep. That's where I'm at. Uh, Chad Mendes, I don't think, was cl- anywhere close to retirement, and he retired. And he was saying, I have a, I have a hunting business. I have a, a guide tour business with hunting. Yeah. I have my own like partnerships for sponsorships for my YouTube channel. Yeah, I don't go. need to do this. Yeah. I have enough, I've made enough money from fighting to set me up for this, and this is sustaining me. I don't need to keep getting hit. I'm going to go do this. And he did. And good for him. It sucks because I love Chad Mendes and I wish he would keep fighting because I love watching him fight. I, I don't think Chad Mendes was close to retirement at all. I think Chad was two fights away from gaining his groove and then just going right back to the top. Mm. But, you know, um, yeah, it's, 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 uh, it's hard to say, but for me, it's like three years out. It's like three years out of when you think you would retire, that's when you should retire. <laughs> It's like, oh, if you think, uh, you know, I'll be out of the game at 35 or 37. Cool. Three years before that is when you should start, like, planning yourself out mm. and taking yourself out. That's what yeah. I think. That's what I think. Now, from a martial artist perspective, I think training can still be bad for you. You know, I think if you're going into class and you're, st- and you're trying to go full Waza, I want to make sure this is applicable in real life. I'm going to go hardcore and all this other stuff. I also don't think that's great for you. And right. you and I both know people, and we're, we don't have to mention names for privacy, but people with back issues and disc issues yeah. and wrist issues and ankle issues and knee issues and shoulder issues and elbow issues, like people with lasting damage from n- not a career of getting paid to fight, but from training from the joy of martial arts. Yeah, absolutely. I just, you know what it is? I, it's like you said, they don't have to go full Waza, but maybe they can train physically in some other, uh, some other way. Well, look at GSP. GSP is, in my opinion, one of the very few guys who will, who openly does katas for training. Like mm. every single training video I've seen of him, especially features, he's doing his katas. Mm-hmm. He's still doing like his, <laughs> he's still oh, doing yeah. like his black belt katas from uh, Kyokushin. Yeah, that hasn't changed, and that's what's really cool. And it's if, if in his new private gym that he, uh, like for the Bisping fight, mm-hmm. the, he, there was a lot of footage from there. He has like his Kyokushin school banner like, in, his oh, private, no in his private gym with his own private octagon. Like that's, and it's really cool because it goes back to I, you, where you and I fanboy about how he is the purest sense of a martial artist that we have in modern times, really. Yeah. Besides maybe Lyoto Machida, right? Mm-hmm. The guy who also, like, or Stephen Thompson, guys who 
live and live and breathe in the gi when they're not wearing tights for MMA training yeah. or their competition. So I don't know. I mean, as somebody who has, has partially been semi-retired from training, like my body loves it. My body loves not having the wear and tear. My body loves not having the suffering and the pain. My body loves being like, I'm, you know, I'm, I still do stuff that put wear in my body, but mm-hmm. nothing like what Aiki Jiu-Jitsu did. <clears throat> Yeah. Aiki Jiu-Jitsu was, like, I've had to get x-rays from Aiki Jiu-Jitsu, which is something, you know what, and instead of talking about Eddie Alvarez, who's a guy who should be retiring, um, yeah. and uh, Demetrius Johnson and 1FC, DJ just being a fucking savage, which somebody, side note, somebody pointed out about how in 1FC you can knee a downed opponent, which you can't do in the UFC. Hmm. Like, you can knee them. And in that fight, the fight highlights uh, Mighty Mouse fucks people up. He fucked that dude up because he just threw so many knees. knees. Yeah, he was fucking dudes up. So that was that was really awesome. Um, Random side thing, by the way. Sorry to interrupt you. No, no, no. What's up? Because I was watching. Um, I don't. To be honest, I don't even remember what fight it was. Uh, it was a fight from probably not even a month or two ago. But and I think I had asked you this in the past. Foot or toe stomping, is, yeah. is that not illegal? Uh, and UFC or MMA? UFC. Uh, no, you can stomp. Oh, you can. You can stomp. You have to realize the adrenaline going on in a fight, like when you're in the middle after a scramble and you're getting like bulldogged on the cage in a clinch, and they and like they start stomping your feet. You're probably not feeling it. You're probably way too pumped up on adrenaline. But also, it's barefoot. You're not wearing a shoe or a boot. You don't have steel tips. Like you're, you're just. Don't get me wrong. You could easily be breaking bones on somebody's foot by stomping on it. But with the adrenaline that's pumping in a fight, that that doesn't really stop stop anybody. That's why you don't really see it. But you do see it in some fights where they 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 do stomp, and then eventually they try to avoid it because they're just saying, "Wow, this really fucking hurts." Okay. You know. Yeah. So yeah, I mean that's why. Why? Where did that come from? I don't know if it was the Anderson Silva and uh, versus uh, who's who's that young kid? Well, I say he's young. He's probably our age. Um, I can't pronounce his name. He's like uh, He's like an Anderson Silva himself, the way he... Oh, Israel Adesanya. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it was that fight or one of the fights in that pay-per-view. But I I noticed that because I I personally have never... Like, maybe one other time I've seen that. Foot or toe stomping. And it was... um, I've seen seen it in a good amount of fights. Have you? Yeah. Usually the one-off stomp doesn't do it, but when you see them start stomping repeatedly, all of a sudden they try to start moving their foot. Yeah, yeah, So it does work, and they do feel it. Um, But I was going to go off of a note of of how... So I don't know. I know you don't go on a lot of forums for stuff involving uh, MMA, Mm. but a lot of MMA forums, and you're probably not surprised, they hate Aikido. Mm. They hate Aikido and Tai Chi and Kung Fu with a passion because they, it's not that they think they're not, it's not that they don't think they're martial arts. They just think they're antiquated, ineffective martial arts. Yeah. Like it's a bullshit self-defense. Yeah. Cause they always yeah. hold it to the standard of MMA, which I also, I don't think MMA is also the best self-defense cause it's, uh, it's a sport made in a, in a rule set, but mm. 
different discussion that we've had before. But um, something that I've always thought was funny is, is just they're not wrong. You know, I we see and read a lot of things about Aikido practices, and you don't really see or hear too much about it other than it's about disarming people with weapons. It's about large circles and movement. <clears throat> And so many people don't know about Aiki, and the people that think they do, obviously they didn't train in the kind of school that we did, because mm-hmm. I'm just thinking, you, nobody here is talking about how, how hard it is. Yeah. Not difficulty level. I mean, just harsh. Yeah. How come nobody here is talking about the harshness of it? Like, I was reading something, and somebody did mention Daitsuru Aiki Jiu-Jitsu, and they mentioned it, and nobody really knew what it was, and somebody said, oh, it's a subset of Aikido, right? And the other guy was saying, uh, in a way, there's some movements and footwork that are similar, but yeah, yeah. it's way more way more like jutsu. It's way harder. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just keep thinking and flashing back to all of the injuries we've all sustained in class over, that, over yeah. this. And it's weird because you don't really see or hear that anywhere with other dojos or even in the community of martial arts, mm-hmm. which is very... Which is very uh, unique, I guess. I guess it's. I guess it makes me feel unique that we trained in a very unique situation with uh, a sensei who believed in practical application. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like those were my wrists. So like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming you guys heard the heard the snap and crack. There you go. There's another one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's my life is now like that. Yeah. That's the rest of my life. My wrists. <laughs> I have to do that because of Aiki Jiu Jitsu. Yeah. And people, um, all the internet warriors, keep talking about. Like, oh, the only thing effective is judo and jujitsu. That's it. Judo, jujitsu, the only only effective self-defense. I'm like, no, you, no. really not. Like, mm. maybe, I would say judo, definitely, just because that's basically what we did. It's basically self-defense judo, right? Yeah. I mean, um, even though we did, there were jujitsu moves, right? It wasn't like the goal was for Kimura or Americana. It was more just, hey, it's there. You might as well just break it. Just go for it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just thought it was very frustrating because i don't want to get into a shouting match about it mm-hmm. because i just i just this goes back to what chet was saying when chet was a guest about how mma is kind of dominating the image of the market kind of like how crossfit yep. is dominating the image of fitness yes kind of like how keto is now dominating where paleo was for the image of the ideal diet mm-hmm. you know I don't get me wrong. They're there for good merits. Right. And a lot of MMA people have the right defense of saying we have practical examples of application of these techniques because we're watching them on TV. Mm-hmm. We're watching them in fights. There's all these fights. And it's just, yeah, true. You also stop the fight when there's a low blow or an eye poke. Like you also stop when there's three points of contact on the ground for yeah. a strike. Yeah. Like you also stop when it's hit behind the head, you stop to elbows to the head. You stop 12 to 6 elbows. Like, there's a lot of rules in play that that aren't allowed that you can't see. And to be honest, I think the most practical application of fight technique, or at least an example of what it looks like, is a street fight. Yeah. Not that I'm saying it's pretty. Not that I'm saying it's, it's good technique. But the most practical application of things you see that happen in a fight are street fight videos you see. Yeah. It's raw. It's survival is what it is. Yeah. And you, you know? see you see a lot of inexperience, a lot of panicking, a lot of like adrenaline dumps. And you see sometimes the videos where you do see somebody who's trained and they just knock somebody the fuck out. Yep. And that makes a lot more sense. But it goes to almost this weird sense of we're fighting in an equal plane. I'm not getting jumped from behind. Mm-hmm. Nobody with a bat or a metal pipe is coming at me. We're just going to scrap in the street because we're mad. You know, and I think people need to realize the practical application of the arts like Aiki Jiu Jitsu or 
uh, I guess Krav is another one. You can just say, say anything with self-defense. Is It's all under the pretense that you're having a fair fight. Yeah. Except for those arts. And those arts is the pretense of, well, no, this fight could... This, assume this fight's not fair. Assume there's somebody else. Mm-hmm. Assume they have a weapon. Assume they have friends. Assume you're outnumbered. You know? So that's why I loved how a lot of situations that we trained in was, cool, you broke... You broke the engagement off, run away. And that was a satisfactory thing. It was just cool. You got away. You literally ran away. Yeah. That's great. That's great. You know, and that's, that was, that was awesome. You know, I mean, long story short, this is a big tangent for me to ask you. What do you think about how people try to uh, parlay or try to, angle their martial art to the practicality of self-defense because everybody tries to taekwondo tries to karate tries to jujitsu tries to judo tries to like everybody sambo tries everybody tries to say oh we have the self-defense course just like yeah "Yeah, you i guess right like yeah i mean they can all be for self-defense but i mean and not that i'm you know breaking any news here but i mean they're not any there's not one martial art that dominates the other, right? So, I mean, I really, although it is uh, more for sport, I'd say at this point, taking an MMA course, even for self-defense, is probably somebody's best bet at this point because it really just depends on your situation, Yeah, like you said. I mean, yeah. sure, I could take Taekwondo for so many years. Great. Now my legs are incredible. I can throw kicks all day. Um, what if somebody sweeps my legs and now I'm on the ground though? Right. Oh shit. Well, Taekwondo doesn't teach me how to do stuff off of my back or onto my stomach and the guys on top of me or girl, whoever, how do I get out of that situation? You know? So to say a striking class is better than grappling or grappling is better than wrestling, you know, it's, it just depends on your situation, the environment you're in, your surroundings, you know, is it just one-on-one? Is it five-on-one? You know, it, it just really depends. Yeah, exactly. You know, I, I mean, for a school, though, to sit there and say, you know, oh, oh, like we're capable of teaching self-defense, you know, especially if it was like Taekwondo. It's like, no, you're more... For sport, you're more Olympic stuff. The flashy kicks at this point, yeah. I I can't really think of any. I'm sure they are they're out there, but you know how many legitimate Taekwondo schools are actually out there that are. Speaking of Joe Rogan, he actually spoke about this recently, and he said uh, he was very blessed and lucky to walk into a Taekwondo school taught by a traditional instructor, yeah, who was about killing people. Yeah, <laughs> he, he was he was saying there's so many bullshit studios the uh, dojos that try to teach what taekwondo is and he was saying the taekwondo i learned was about you know trying to kick somebody's limbs off right compared to now it's all point just touching somebody yep so oh i got you okay cool Woo. yeah that was it yeah he was, he was saying no i i i i was training by a guy who was trying to break heavy bags mm-hmm. it was just no you you go through somebody you 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 kick their you kick their bones out of their body. Just you fucking put everything in it. If they put a leg to check it, who cares? Just break the leg, just as hard as you can. And that's why he has a powerful kick. Yeah, that's why he has a monster kick. Yep. 
because of that. He's a what turning sidekick and a reverse sidekick, I think. Mm-hmm. Turning sidekick, right? No, turning sidekick, yeah. Um, or maybe he has a stepping sidekick too. I, I forget. Spinning, just he's a sidekick. Yeah, but yeah, that's um, that that yeah, he was saying that, and that's a good point to what you just said. There's a lot of bullshit stuff like that. Yeah, and then you have really hardcore teachers who are all about the purity of of what they're teaching. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I think if I had to, and I want to get your opinion on it. So, like, I, I know there's like a, a standard what four styles that MMA represents, which is like Muay Thai. Kickboxing, kickboxing, wrestling, and jujitsu. Yeah. So, in my opinion, I I feel like it should be taekwondo, boxing, jujitsu, just jujitsu. Whether it's traditional, you know, Japanese or BJJ, both. Maybe there should be like um, like you mean like like the jitsu from judo. Yes. That's basically where BJJ came from. Right. Right, Exactly. Yeah. Um. And yeah, I would say wrestling just to get the strength. I feel like that would be my recommendation, like as like a an MMA from my perspective. I believe that's like the perfect combination well, of styles. I will go with you in saying that if you, when you see somebody excel in any of those individual areas, you see how powerful it is. Yeah, like you, when you see a good boxer in MMA, it's. It's very noticeable how good their striking is. They're just slipping. Yeah. They're just staying in the pocket. Yeah. Um, yeah. Or, or you see a good uh, a good kicker, Stephen Thompson, Anthony Pettis, um, Leonardo Machida was a good kicker. Yeah. Um, you you have guys who have the ability to have that distance control, um, Muay Thai or and or Muay Thai leg kicks. That's the rage. Yeah. Leg kicks are the rage right now because nobody knows how to block them, and, and nobody conditions their legs for it. So that's just. That just tears everybody up. Uh, and then wrestling and jiu-jitsu, same thing. When you have a dominant wrestler, Khabib, Daniel Cormier, Dan, uh, you know, uh, Randy Couture, uh, you just go down the list of any, like, dominant wrestler. You, like, even Frankie Edgar's wrestling. Or you have jiu-jitsu. You have Brian Ortega. You have uh, um, Damian Maya. You've Gunnar Nelson. Mm-hmm. You have these guys who are just monsters, and, and you see what they do, you know? So you're not wrong. I, I mean, I think uh, I would say kickboxing, Muay Thai, wrestling, jiu-jitsu. Mm. That's what I would say. The only thing I don't like about wrestling is I think it takes too much on the body. I think judo is a lot more fluid. Yeah. So maybe judo instead of wrestling. I think you can flip those two. I think it's kind of interesting because, and we discussed this before, it's like with one with one style, you're using strength to your advantage, yeah. whereas... In the other, you're using that person's strength to your advantage. The only problem with that is that that requires so much more like teaching for technique. Yeah. Because it's so much harder to do that. Right. So, yeah. No, no, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Speaking of technique, let's go fucking work out. Yeah, let's do it. Let's fucking do it. Woo! All right, everybody. If you haven't noticed, we're kind of doing this on like a two-week schedule. So, like every other week we post. Mm-hmm. Um Hopefully you guys don't get annoyed by that, and this satisfies you for the next two weeks. <laughs> Pay attention to the fights and and like support whatever it is that you watch, whether it's Invicta, One FC, Bellator, UFC, whatever it is. Just keep supporting MMA and martial arts. Show them love. Show yourself love, and then we'll see you next time. Show us love too. Bye. Peace. <laughs>